Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we know that the royals, Harry and Meghan, have made their descent upon uh, the United States. They Wait, are have- we still allowed to call them royals? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good. I don't yeah, know. Th- there's been a whole thing with the, the the royal Sussex name, and they're not allowed to use that, so they have to rebrand. So I, I guess gonna... I'll just say Harry and Meghan. Yeah. To be sure. completely correct, we don't want anyone and coming after us. <laughs> no, right? And they've descended. They've descended upon North America. North America, they're... right? But they do have their sights set on the United States, right? Supposedly. Supposedly, because Meghan's mom, as we know, lives in L.A. Um, and so news, news broke that they're house hunting in Malibu, uh, which is kind of an interesting, I don't know if I'd see them ending up there. Like that's kind of, I don't know. They seem like more city people to me. Where did you see them ending up? Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills. I I thought maybe like more Brentwood kind of like, but in any case, um, so Eric, we, we saw, this, the house that they're looking at um, was once owned by David Charvet, who was on yes. Baywatch. Um, uh, yes. And was married to Brooke Burke, who was, I think, also oh. on Baywatch, right? Or was she just... And, dance- a- and Dancing with the Stars as and well. And Dancing with the Stars, yeah. Um, this is a massive house in Malibu. Uh, how much yes. does it rent for, typically? It is on the market for $16,000 a night. Wow. Yeah, so it's not for just your average uh you know overnight stay it's <laughs> you're you're staying a while and you're paying a lot yeah it's an eight bedroom mansion it's huge it, yeah it was on the market back in 2014 we covered it it was priced at 13 million at the time mm-hmm. and since since then it's had a, another makeover and um yeah would we when call it was this, would we call this mediterranean kind yeah, of? oh yeah oh yeah i would so rachel how do you feel about it yeah i, I really like this house a lot of course uh i'm a little i guess i i'm a little bit surprised that they're eyeing a place in malibu that is not on the beach right what's the point of buying a place in malibu if you can't be overlooking the ocean especially if you're harry and megan but maybe they're not water people I think you, I mean, this place does have ocean views. I think the the upside of this place is that it's at kind of the end of a cul-de-sac or the end of a road. So for security reasons, it's probably, I don't know that they'd necessarily want to live right on Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, I feel like their number one priority will be uh, security and privacy. Yeah, and then maybe, which you can get that, like you said, in Beverly Hills or those windy roads, you know, in, in Brentwood or whatever. That just seems more... Right. But I agree with you, Rachel. Like if you're buying in Malibu, you want to have some semblance of like a beach vibe. I I mean, I do. But I mean, you know, I love a water feature. Yeah. Right. Do you think that this place tracks with what we know of Harry and Meghan's style or at least Meghan's style? I mean, I can see her doing renovations on it, you know, long years, a couple of years ago before they got married. We did a story on her place in where was it Vancouver Toronto uh, Toronto. Toronto yeah her the, the house that she owned in Toronto um, when she lived there when she was filming suits and her style was like what did we dub it it was, it was like, like boho kind of farmhouse right? boho 
modern. Yeah. I mean, um, which is pretty different from this place, which is very Mediterranean. Yeah. Um, lots of wood beams, arched doorways. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I have no doubt that they have they, any place they buy, they'll they'll turn it out with to their own taste. So, um, but I agree. Yeah, it is a little outside. Like I saw, yeah, I saw her maybe doing something a bit more farmhousey or a bit more um, traditional, like like yeah. classic kind of Cape Cod or whatever. But um, Eric, what about you? What are you? Are you surprised that this is what they're looking at? Uh, yeah. Well, like I say, I I was surprised in that it's not in closer into the city. This is a little further out. I wouldn't suspect them from Malibu, but and that this, you know, I'm looking at the the villa as it's decorated now and like it has like a all black kind of screening room area or lounge yeah. area it's kind of a it's a little uh, wine cave I, I like the or wine, wine cave. cellar mm-hmm. and the, the nice bar and the, the open spaces are nice but uh yeah, yeah. i'm sure they would uh put their own imprint on wherever they're in wherever they end up what about the bathroom do you feel like they would put in like special toilets or <laughs> oh like such as, uh, such some, as some sort of e- extra plumbing fi- a bidet, features you know oh i don't see a bidet in the toilet here at the villa as it stands now i see mm-hmm. just toilets Smooth guys, real smooth. I know we're trying to be smooth and segue right into our the next, next story that segment. we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this week I, I found an article from NPR and I couldn't help but click on it. It, it was called "Why America Is Losing the Toilet Race." And, I mean, that's a great uh, headline. Yeah, it's a great headline. And the author talks about uh, his first trip to Japan and how it kind of rocked his world. Uh, the fact that the Japanese have perfected toilet technology and in America we are so kind of far behind. And this guy, Bill Strang, is the president of corporate strategy at Toto. And he said, U.S. toilets are effectively bedpans with a drain. (laughs) So It's so accurate, uh, though. It is. I mean, we'll talk about, I mean, European toilets or even... Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so the, these Japanese toilets have, you know, of course, they have the integrated bidet, which mm-hmm. u- uses the water to clean you. And then they also have dryers, heated seats. They use water efficiently. They deodorize the air. They have white noise machines. Wow. Some, some have built-in nightlights. There's music players on some of them. And then it's all, it's all customized and controlled via like a little touchpad. I know I've seen luxury mansions where they boast, you know, 16 toto toilets or whatever but it's not a lot of people are using bidets still here in america and so is is this article saying that this is kind of the standard in japan that, or or oh, is yes. this more for no this is the standard so you'll find this in like public toilets yeah it yes. says rest stops hotels um yes bus stations things like that and then in 80 percent of households in japan and then you just think about like rest stop toilets here and you're like oh my right (laughs) it's like a murder scene truly yeah Yeah, well and uh, as the author points out in this in his piece he says the the, our toilets are stuck in the age of dirty coal mines and the horse and buggy they have basically one feature (laughs) flush i never really thought about it that way but after reading this piece i do feel um deprived as an American and it's right. so bizarre to me because you would think that with our culture and our focus on capitalism and consumerism that and technology we would be all yeah. over the technology of this right right 
I, yeah, I don't know, but it, it, there's something about the way the technology spread that it just never reached. It's the like US. we haven't prioritized the technology on our toilets. They did but. say that one of these toilets with all the bells and whistles cost what seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah, seventeen thousand dollars. I'm <laughs> not going to buy that, but I, I have looked at those Toto. I think they have like add-ons that you can kind of like put over your existing toilet. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a bidet kind of add-on thing. Um, I have I have researched that a bit, um, but yeah, I've used I, I've used the Toto add-on bidet thing, and it's it's interesting. I need I'm you down guys, with the bidet. I'm down for the white noise part. I like that and the heated seat and all that. <laughs> but I need you guys to sell me on the bidet aspect. Have you ever used a bidet? Full disclosure, I have not, but the idea kind of creeps me out. Hmm. In as an idea, yes, a bidet can seem strange, uh, seem right. uncomfortable <laughs> for Americans. For Americans, right? Just because we're not used to used to that. How do you describe a bidet? It seems like an unnecessary splashy car wash experience for your bum. Are you ready to experience? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm the ready bidet. to get splashy. The accuracy is pinpoint. I didn't know you could warm the water up too. That's that's a nice little touch. Okay, I feel baptized. I've used a bidet a handful of times. I had a friend in high school who had the toilets that had bidets. Um, and like I've, I've stayed in hotels that have had bidets. <laughs> brag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so have I. So Not have I. Not a brag. <laughs> Just a brag. <laughs> Just a brag. Uh, but I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, you, you get used to it. You get used to the feeling and then you walk away and you're like, I am clean. Okay. <laughs> Do you really feel adequately clean? Yeah. It just, yeah. Do you need to wipe at all? No, there's a there's a there, a lot of these bidets come with a, a dryer air that comes too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. They've really thought of yeah. everything. I think yeah, because it was the last time I was in Hawaii. They our room had a toilet like this where you know yeah it had all the functionality and a keypad and but it also had a dryer and the dryer was really hot. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> It was uh, your bum got burned. Uh, my bum and uh, undercarriage. Yeah, it was, <laughs> undercarriage. It uh, it was not pleasant sometimes. I mean, you know, it, and and there's not really a way. It be, it's not my bidet, and I, I'm not really going to ask the hotel staff to say, "Hey, can, can we you turn, turn down, down the temp on the air dryer?" If it was at my own home, I would of course adjust accordingly or yeah. whatever. But. Um, yeah, but no, it's it's a nice feature. I liked it. I mean, it, and it also did have the heated seat, which is, I think that is really nice as well. Right. I don't know if I would be keen on using a public bidet. I, I know they're sanitary, but there's just something about right. um, the, the the continued use of something that I don't know. I just I just I would feel more comfortable having it in my own home mm-hmm. and washing up that way. But right at work or or you know. Mm-hmm. in a restaurant or something i don't know if i would necessarily be cool with that especially with coronavirus <laughs> who knows <laughs> here we go yeah no i i i definitely like i said i'm i'm into the idea of the bidet not necessarily a separate bidet f- fixture in my bathroom but one of these kind of uh, add-ons to a toto or, or toto toilet yeah so toto if you want to send us one to try out yeah I am all ears. <laughs> Our address is Eric can install yes. it in his house, and then we'll come over and try it. Whoa! And, and give our yeah. rating. We'll give an honest. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do. <laughs> we'll try it on pod, and then. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I, I'll make sure. I'll make sure the dryer temp is set lo- low enough that it doesn't does not hurt you. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, perfect. Let's try to make yes. this happen for real. Please, Toto, hit us up, please. When you're buying a house, there are a lot of things that can dissuade or um, make buyers cringe when they look at your house. You know, lack of curb appeal. Uh, your kitchen is old and janky. Maybe you only have one bathroom. Um, did you also know that there are some uh, beliefs out there that certain omens can actually curse your house? Some things in the house can can bring bad luck. And and are these are these omens cultural? Like different in some different of them cultures are cultural. Kind of yeah. So, uh, like for example, Irish legend says an empty rocking chair brings dark spirits. Um, hmm. And if the chair rocks, the evil spirit has descended on the house. Wait. Okay. Wait. And em- define empty. Like nobody's sitting in it, or like like it no one's sitting in it. Pillow. Yeah. Well, wouldn't a rocking chair always be empty, unless yeah, someone's sitting in it? Well, but at an you're open not house, have somebody you, in it twenty four seven. Maybe I'll get a mannequin and put it in. <laughs> I mean, you could put, weekend oh. at Bernie's, or just, just yes. hire someone to sit in your rocking chair all the in time. In my rocking chair. Um, okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think it's. I think more. It's more about if it's rocking on its own is kind of the mm-hmm. creepo factor. Um, so I don't think that's a bad omen. That's just bad news. <laughs> yeah, that is just creepy. I, I, I mean, how is, the, how is the chair going to rock on its own unless there's like a... Okay, well, that you can take house. it up with someone who is an expert in Irish legends, okay? This is just one of the things that we found. Okay. I, I, I will. Yeah, you should. Uh, let's talk huh. about another one, shall we, that you guys can make fun of? <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. This one's kind of interesting. An old calendar. Um, some people think that having an old calendar up can, I mean, obviously it reminds you of the passage of time. Oh gosh, like, you know, it it, it can be like a depressing thing to see an old calendar and be like, gosh, time is just flying by. Um, but some people actually consider that a bad omen and it can... Um, it can bring the negative juju into your house. So yeah, that sounds sort of like the you should take your Christmas tree down before the new year begins, right? Why? Why would you leave an old calendar up? Like some people do. They for people forget. People like the pictures. Really? Some people like the pictures. But this I, is more. I, don't think I, I used to leave mine up when I was little. Yeah, I would. I would <sighs> get behind by a couple months when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Really. Well, so right, so now you would be changing over to your twenty twenty calendar right now. Well, yeah. you should have already. It's it's end of. Well, it doesn't sound like you did when you were a kid. Well, guess what? I've grown up. <laughs> Whoa! I also don't use paper calendars anymore. Paperless. Oh yeah, us too. I would write stuff on my calendar as I did it, or as I had events come up. Yeah. And I didn't like the feel of the empty calendar, so I would leave the old month up. Because you didn't want to be reminded that you didn't have any plans the next month. Yes. <laughs> no social. Your social calendar was empty the next month. <laughs> yes. Is that really sad? It is. All right. What's another one? I mean, we have black cats on here. Obviously, that's a that's a very common superstition. And if you own a black cat and you're doing a showing, put that cat in. Take it to the neighbors or taking it to a relatives or a friends. Take it to the park. You okay. know? Why you take a cat to the park? Maybe. I mean. 
put it put a leash <laughs> on that thing and take it to the park. I mean, oh my god, no pets should be around when you're showing your house. It just no. it that 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 is true. That part is yeah, true. Yeah, it take them to a kennel. Take them to a kennel. Have a dog sitter, cat sitter, somebody. Take them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially if <laughs> it's a black to the cat. Park. <laughs> <laughs> take your cat to the park. Take your cat to the park. I can't get over the image of that. Of a cat in a park? Walking your cat. I mean, I've seen it in my park. Well, you live in New York. There are strange things that happen in in my neck of the woods. Um, Is there a final bad omen? There is. And the final bad omen is red and white flowers together. It's a it's a Victorian superstition, so old timey mm, okay. Victorian superstition, and combining red and it, and it, they didn't, I don't believe they designated the type of flower. It's just red and white together equals okay. death will soon Bad. follow. Whoa! Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so those are some of the superstitions that surround the house, uh, and it's just something to be to be wary of. You know, if you're if you're showing your house, you want to present it in the best light. You never know who's going to walk through your door. Even the most qualified buyers can be superstitious. So maybe just don't have any of these things in your house. Take that cat to the park. Take your cat to the park. Eric, let's get into Michigan land, shall we? I mean, it's a huge public school, and they have a huge football stadium as well. I don't know if you know that, but it's I think it's the capacity of the football stadium is the largest in America, as far as I can remember. It's 115,000 people <laughs> you know, go to Ann Arbor and fill the stadium on Saturday game days. It fills up? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez Louise, that's yeah. wild. And the people that are devoted to the football team are really devoted. And this week we saw a gentleman put his house on the market. It's not even in Ann Arbor. It's about two miles, sorry, two hours west of Ann Arbor in a town called Hamilton, Michigan. Oh. And this this gentleman has painted the outside, the exterior of his home, maize, which maize and blue, which are the colors of University of Michigan yep. Wolverines and the house is very striking from the exterior it's it's very yellow gold and then with like the blue accent shutters but it's the inside where it truly shines it's inside is a basically a shrine to the University of Michigan football i think there's some basketball memorabilia whatever it's it's all memorabilia devoted to the University of Michigan i mean it's a lot it's it is intense. a lot and the the agent uh, we we talked to the agent and she, you know we asked her you know did you talk to him about like staging maybe moving some of the stuff out and he's she's like yeah but no he didn't want to do that and she he said for every item that's in here that you see in these listing photos that are quite bonkers uh, there are two items also in storage so this is just a portion of his collection wow and the stuff doesn't come with the house I'm assuming he'll take it with no. him no you know he's taking everything with him okay. But you but, have to look past it a yes. lot. A lot. I mean, to every. actually get a feel for the house. Every wall right. space, every. Nook and every cranny surface is, is, is covered in something is Michigan. Yeah. I wanted to know how his wife put up with this, but then you informed me that he's single. He is single. He is a single gentleman and owns this house, and he's lived there for a couple of decades, as far as I know, maybe three decades. Can you yeah. imagine bringing a date back to this house, though? 
Yeah. I mean, I, his I number can't. one criteria criterion is uh, must be a Michigan, Michigan fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe it would turn so her it, on. <laughs> Maybe. There's there's always that possibility. Yeah. I don't think it would necessarily turn her on because I don't think that women are as into collecting as dudes are. But am I making a very broad generalization? We've talked about this. Yeah, I we've touched on it before. But I yeah I I don't I I think yes it is a generalization. But I think it usually holds true. I mean I I've seen you know we talked about the Star Wars home I think two or three pods ago. And we've talked about other homes in the past. I know where, and I've seen them where guys have just huge collections devoted to, say, video games mm-hmm. or pinball machines or cars or, in this gentleman's case, uh, University of Michigan. The singular vision to devote a, an entire house to a subject, I guess, mm-hmm. is something that I, I just don't, I, I hate to say it, I just don't see a woman doing this. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm trying to think. I would love to be proved wrong. I feel like. Maybe there's like Disney people out there who do this. Oh, maybe Disney. Disney. That's a good point. Like, yeah, maybe Disney, like a Disney princess kind of house or mm-hmm. something. Pris- or- princess or just generally like Disneyland, Disney, Disney right. storybook, yeah. old school Disney people. Um, Precious moments is the only other thing I can think of. Right. But I mean, again, I, th- I think of that as like maybe filling a hutch or a few or a shelves room. or or a room right. maybe but not like this guy's house is every room the bedrooms the living room the kitchen yeah it's every- like what is your what's your decor style university of michigan <laughs> exactly it's over the top i don't know that we mentioned the prize e- either it's 169,000 it's a three bedroom home and again you would have to look past the current interior decor because uh the gentleman that owns the home is taking all of his memorabilia with him yeah, if you strip out all of the memorabilia, it's just a very plain, standard home. Yeah, it's uh, just a little three-bedroom Cape Cod kind of home. Yep. So, go blue, I guess. <laughs> it is now time for Winners and Losers. This is a segment where we discuss celebrities and the real estate that they bought, sold, or rented. Every week we choose one winner and one loser. The loser is someone who made a bad deal. And the winner, obviously, is someone who maybe bought a gorgeous house, made a good deal, made some cash on a sale. So let's start with our loser. Our loser this week is Rachel Hunter. She is a model, former model, or maybe current model. Supermodel. Uh, Eric, you just told me maybe 20 seconds ago that she was married to Rod Stewart. Correct. Yes, she's supermodel. She's been on the cover of, you know, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, and she, you know, was on the cover of all sorts of different fashion magazines and... In the, the 90s, I want to say, were her heyday, maybe, and maybe in, okay. into the early 80s. 2000s. No. Like that Cindy Crawford kind of era. A little later than Cindy Crawford. And she had a house in LA that she put on the market way back in 2016 for $5 million. And mm-hmm. it's had some steady price cuts over the years. The price has been trimmed. And then in early January, I believe, it finally sold for 3.45. So it was quite a come down from the original price. You know, okay. even though she, you know, she only bought, she bought the place in, back in 2004 for 2.4 million. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, she, she did make a little money. I'm sure she made improvements to the home over the years. So it's probably all a wash. But uh, yeah, 
her first price was too ambitious. It was is the story here. That's why we're calling her our qualified loser of the week. I mean, I I think the entire the interior is really cool. Um, it's built in the 1930s. We're calling it an English style home. Um, it's pretty big. It's 4,500 square feet, five bedroom, five bath. Uh, but it's got those classic LA touches that we all love, right? I mean, right. The classic kind of like LA Spanish sort of like beams that are painted white. There's a fireplace that's kind of like domed oval shape that's that's pretty cool and unique. Um, you know, the kitchen could probably stand to be updated, but it's open, so that kind of appeals to people. Backyard is really nice. Um, yeah, I, I I like it. Rachel, you were not a fan. I would, however. Yes. I would call her a loser for her decor choices. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I love the house. I love I love the architecture of the house. Like you said, I love the the wooded beams and the arched doorways, the fireplaces. Um that's bomb. I cannot get behind her very I, I, would you call it 90s decor? I don't know. It's all very heavy. That couch looks like it's 4,000 years old. It's lumpy. Um, the coffee table, the rug. It's just, ugh. Yeah, I mean, they, they showcase the living room in, in the listing photos. That's one of the first photos that they show, which that's a good move by them because the, the architecture itself is gorgeous. But yeah, I agree. Like you said, the sofas are lumpy. They're, they remind me of like, 1990s pottery barn lumpy dumpy they've been jumped on by children um the kitchen uh like i said is could stand to be redone um the chandelier is kind of has like a steampunk vibe going on mm-hmm. um over a farmhouse table it's weird yeah right it's just like it's very chaotic but un- unlike um, unlike some of the other houses that we've discussed she's taking these furnishings with her she's not I don't think that they were included in the deal so I know. You, you're gonna have a free hand to kind of redecorate this place well that that, that steampunk uh, chandelier though will stay uh, well un- uh, yes unless it was written into the contract as we learned last week unless she needs to take it everywhere she goes um the decor looks cheap i think i definitely not supermodel material but the rest it's easy to get past that because the rest of the house the arc the bones of it are so gorgeous and i think eric you and i were talking one of the highlights is definitely the outdoor space oh the outdoor spaces yeah there's like that balcony i guess i don't know if that's off the main like living space or uh, off the bedroom but yeah there's like a balcony with views of the city below you can see the skyline and then yeah the backyard is fabulous i can see why it's sold like this is a nice piece of property and i'm sure whoever bought it is gonna put some good money into updating the interiors and um yeah yeah but still She's our qualified loser. Yeah, she took a price cut, big price cut, but uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Rachel. Um, okay, let's move on to our winner this week. Uh, it's the actress Anne Hathaway. And the Oscar goes to Miss Anne Hathaway. It came true. Mm, okay, yeah, she yeah. is selling a place on the Upper West Side, right? She is. This place is on West 74th. It's less than a block away from the park from central park uh great location um it's not a huge place it's it's a penthouse but it's um two bedroom two bath 
Uh, but the interiors are gorgeous. And that's why we're calling her our winners, that she bought this place with her husband, right, in 2016 for $2.5 million. They've put it yep. back on the market now for $3.5 million, so it's about a million-dollar price increase. But the interiors were gutted, I guess, pretty much gutted, and they have done up the interiors to look something really special. I, I love this place. To give you a sense, if you're not looking at the story listeners, which you can find on realtor.com slash news, uh, it's it's very clean, white walls, feels very minimalist, Danish, um, very elegant, modern, you know, there's a beautiful marble fireplace. And the crown, similar to Rachel Hunter's place, the crown jewel of this property is the backyard area. Or um, it was a terrace or, yeah. A t- right, they're, they're not on. backyard. I meant terrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's a penthouse. The outdoor space, it's it's it can accommodate a huge table. It's an ideal place to hold dinner parties and backyard bashes, um, which is interesting because I think that they would get those catered. <laughs> Because if you look through the listing photos, um, there's not much of a kitchen in this place. That's the only caveat I can see. And the only thing that, you know, if, if someone is a big cooker, wouldn't... A big cooker? A big a big cook. A big chef? <laughs> a big chef. Someone who likes to cook from home. <laughs> um, they would be... They, they wouldn't find that in this place. Well, I think, uh, I think Rachel, you were you were pretty hung up on this lack of a kind of kitchen or <laughs> counter space, weren't you? I mean, I mean, I don't need to go to therapy over it, but um, I found it odd that if you're scrolling through the pictures, it's almost easy to miss the kitchen if you're not looking for it. They've got so much concealed, and that that is in the listing description that the cabinetry is cleverly concealed. And I think I'm imagining that. Um, the refrigerator is hidden behind one of those cabinets too. But as mm-hmm. far as the counter space or the ability to really do anything, would you say, Eric, it's one one foot by one foot? Yeah, I, I it's a, a rough estimate because I'm just looking at a listing <laughs> photo. But yes, I think the counter space total is probably about one square foot. And forget about more than one person being over in no, that cooking no. area. Yeah, it's no. it's it's made for. So that may, that leads me to believe that you know Anne and her husband didn't really cook at home. Maybe they went out. Maybe they got takeout. Um, Postmates. So probably the people who buy this place will do the same, which is it's fairly common for New York and other big cities. It's you know some people just don't like to cook. Yeah. No. This I is guess. this is not. If you are a cook, you would not buy this home. This is yeah. A this cooker. is not designed for you. Yeah, a cooker. Love it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go try to tour it. Hell, yeah, she's our winner. And uh, with that, we reached the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you heard today, if you're not already, please subscribe. Um, also, if you have some time, if you could leave us a five star rating and a review, that would be great, and it helps people find us. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us podcast at realtor.com. We didn't do it this week, but we have a segment called Mailbox where we read listener letters. Um, it's a bit of a Q&A. And so if you have any real estate or d- decorating, design questions, uh, we're all ears. Write us an email and um, we might just read it on air. And we would love to connect with you on the socials. You can give us a follow on Facebook or Twitter. We are at House Party Pod on both. 
And if you are interested in reading any of the stories that we talked about today, seeing the crazy, beautiful photos that we are looking at um, and you want to see them too, go to realtor.com slash news and take a spin around. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch you later. Bye. 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 Bye.